Hi, I want to do another video on the conflict in the Ukraine and getting some perspective and, and trying our best to be part of the solution instead of part of the problem. Uh, you know, one of the problems that we've got is that on both sides, uh, nobody really knows what the truth is and, and if we're being lied to or not. Uh, this, you know, we, we are, all are exposed to spin and we make our opinions off of that spin. Therefore, our opinions are not our own. They're the opinions of the people that were creating the spin in the first place. They wanted you to have their opinion, not your own. So uh, this is about trying to be part of the solution. And if you're not part of the solution, then because of being affected by all this spin, you be, people can become part of the problem uh, just by developing an opinion that is not really their own opinion. So President Biden warned that a direct NATO-Russia clash would trigger World War III. Biden refuted it, says, I think they mean refused, increasingly desperate calls from Kiev for NATO to intervene against Russia. This is the big problem here. Now, in looking at what the problem is, there's a whole bunch of facets going on, and there's stuff that we don't get to hear, and there's stuff that they don't get to hear, and then uh, there, there is stuff that's just basically fake news. And so how do you sift through all of this? Well, you know, I gave you one method that I try to use, which is look at uh, what's going on, what people are being told on both sides of the issue, and then sort of strip out the differences and whatever is common is the root cause of the problem. Uh, but in my uh, video from my 2015 presentation on why Russia feels surrounded, I present this map and it starts with just a few NATO countries uh, back here right after World War II, and then it creeps closer and closer and closer. And then uh, the Iron Curtain, East Germany and uh, all of this uh, uh, dissolves and becomes part of the West, and the border goes back to what was the USSR, and then the USSR collapses, and it goes back to Russia here. But you can see that there's they now you know we sh Russia and NATO share borders now in Turkey, Estonia, and Latvia, and so. Um, this is one of the big issues. Vladimir Putin made a speech recently, and in there, uh, he confirmed this. They also started implementing plans, he's talking about the Ukraine, to join NATO. Moreover, the Kiev authorities also announced their intention to have nuclear weapons and delivery vehicles. This was a real threat. So, this is trying to look at it from both sides, but you know, I don't like this guy. I don't trust this guy. I think he's probably a combination of snake and weasel. But then again, that's the opinion I have of most politicians. So uh, he, he always seemed like a pretty sneaky guy to me, though. Uh, so I'm just trying to look at both sides, and I'm not defending him at all. But more importantly, in that speech... Uh, there, there was more information. He says there was a network of dozens of laboratories in the Ukraine where military biological programs were conducted under the guidance and with the financial support of the Pentagon. 
including experiments with coronavirus strains, anthrax, cholera, African swine fever, and other deadly diseases. Frantic attempts are being made to conceal traces of these secret programs. Now, um, are those frantic attempts being made to conceal traces? Uh, well, you know, we didn't hear anything about this until he made this announcement. And now we have stuff uh, like this is uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin vows significant reaction if Russia uses chemical or biological weapons. Now I'm using this story to demonstrate how it's very easy for mass media and big tech uh, to sort of lead us around like cattle with a nose ring. This is very sensitive, and when you put a rope on there, you can get the cattle to go anywhere you want. Well, if they want you to take on their opinions, to, de to not develop your own opinion, but to be influenced by them, and this is very important because your opinions uh, create your emotions about a subject. And when our emotions get the best of us, that's when the worst can happen. Uh, so, in this interview, this is Face the Nation, which I believe is the oldest news and commentary show on TV. Uh, and the interviewer slash host here, um, I'd, I'd like you to watch this. It's real interesting. It happens somewhere around five minutes or so uh, in the interview. But she says to the defense secretary, in a, recent, in, a, in a chilling video, Vladimir Putin said that there were dozens of biological labs in the Ukraine that had been funded and supported by the Pentagon, and China echoed uh, the statement. And then she follows that up with, what would you do if Russia attacked with biological and chemical weapons? So she's taken this from uh, uh, them, the, the, the country that is being invaded by Russia having those weapons to what would you do if Russia attacked with those weapons? And this is very easy for it to slip past somebody. And then with the answer and stuff, you think that the question, well, you forget all about the video in which Vladimir Putin first discusses this and says that those labs are there, that the U.S. has been supporting them. And maybe it's true and maybe it's not. I don't care. What I care about is the spin that this uh, host and commentator and uh, interviewer put on this thing to control the audience and develop an opinion and feelings in the audience. And uh, so be very wary of this. Watch this. This is just bad reporting, bad journalism. She should be ashamed of herself for uh, doing this. Anyway, uh, moving on. I'd like everybody, if, they, if you get a chance, watch this Yale University uh, presentation, the program on Russian, East European, and Eurasian studies, how the United States created Vladimir Putin by Vladimir Posner. And it looks like it's two hours long. It is not. It's 40 minutes long. And then the rest of it is all questions and answers. But there's an introduction that is, 30, that is six minutes long. So it's actually only 34 minutes long. If you go here and select 1.5 times playing speed, you're going to be able to watch it in 22 minutes. But it's very important. 
And in here, he says a couple of things that, that uh, sort of hit me, and I wanted to read them to you as quotes. Uh, he talks about the movie, the 1983 movie, The Day After. And I watched it, and there was a message at the end of the film uh, that just comes up in text. And it said, the catastrophic events you have just witnessed are, in all likelihood, less severe than the destruction that would actually occur in the event of a full nuclear strike against the United States. It is hoped that the images of this film will inspire the nations of this earth, their peoples and their leaders, to find the means to avert the fateful day. And then he goes on to, and he, he does a quote from Hermann Goering, who was at the Nuremberg trials and was interviewed by a journalist. And Herm, Hermann Goering said, naturally the common people don't want war. Neither Russia, nor England, nor in America, nor for that matter in Germany. That is understood. But after all, it is the leaders of a country who determine the policy, and it is always a simple matter to drag the people along, whether it is a democracy, or a fascist dictatorship, or a parliament, or a communist dictatorship. Voice or no voice, the people can always be brought to the bidding of the leaders, that is easy. All you have to do is tell them they are being attacked and denounce the pacifists for lack of patriotism and exposing the country to danger. It works the same way in any country. And so, you know, that these things from the past are a warning for our present right now. So, getting back to the presentation, in the presentation, Vladimir Posner says, but we should try to understand exactly what did happen. And I froze that frame there because that hit me. This is the, the understanding of how we got here, what created this. This is critical. And I'm going to suggest at the end of the video a way that uh, many of us can be a part of the solution to this. I'm doing what I can to try and alert people that, you know, we don't have to end this with World War III. So, uh, the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists, which was started, founded in 1945 by Albert Einstein and the University of Chicago scientists that had developed the first uh, atomic weapons in the Manhattan Project. Now, in 1947 or 48, they started something called the Doomsday Clock. And it's a clock that they would uh, set once a year. They would have a meeting and see what the risk is of some global catastrophe that could end modern civilization. Now, I don't know about you, but I sort of like modern civilization. Uh, I get to uh, sleep in a dwelling that not only protects me uh, from the elements, from rain and such, but I've got air conditioning and heating. And then when I forage, hunt and forage for food, I do so in the aisles of a supermarket. Uh, we are much better off than the rest of the animals on this planet. And uh, so I don't want to see modern society end. And the doomsday clock has been set to 100 seconds to midnight. Now, this doomsday clock was a big thing back in the 70s and the 80s. Uh, you know, when we were having the Cold War with, with uh, the USSR, uh, they were setting this forward and backward all the time. 
I don't think it's ever been to 100 seconds before. This is the closest that we've been to doomsday. And uh, uh, during the Cuban Missile Crisis in the 60s, uh, they only meet once a year. And that was over with within, you know, it happened and then it was over with in a matter of just weeks. So they did not reset it then. It probably would have been 10 seconds to midnight or something like that. But once again, we did not learn from history, and we're at this very dangerous time. Now, I want to end with this again. If you didn't watch The Pale Blue Dot, please watch it. I think that this one, titled The Best Speech About Humanity, hyphen Carl Sagan, is uh, the, the most well-produced one. Uh, people say that they watched it and cried, and I have watched this more than 50 times, less than 100, it still makes me just uh, quiver inside and, and tears come to my eye when I, eyes, eyes when I watch this. Um, if you have watched it, watch it again. If you haven't, please watch it. But anybody out there that speaks Russian or Ukrainian, please translate this video into those languages. Um, if, if you can uh, dub it, or if you can just take the raw footage and or if you know somebody that has a YouTube channel uh, or if they so if they're a video producer, if you know a video producer, make one of these that is speaking to Russians and Ukrainians, speaking directly to them. Uh, you know, listen to it a few times, if you, especially if you've got a good voice. Uh, do this and then uh, post it and email it. Email the links. Email the originals uh, to anybody you can for posting. And try to influence both sides of this conflict because it's very, very dangerous. Now, this image, I'm going to tell you a little bit about this image. Voyager 1 was launched in 1977, and it had completed its mission of surveying uh, Jupiter, Saturn, and their moons in 1980 when Carl Sagan asked the astronomers to turn the probe around and take a picture of the Earth. Voyager was only expected to last a little past Saturn, so time was running short. It took another decade, but on February 14, 1990, NASA turned the probe around and took this picture. The entire Earth filled only 12% of a single pixel. Now long gone from our solar system, Voyager 1 is still reporting back today. I want to read you just one short section out of Pale Blue Dot so that you get the importance of this and you'll watch it and try and spread it. Think of the rivers of blood spilled by all of those emperors and generals so that in glory and triumph they can become the momentary masters of a fraction of a dot. Think of the endless cruelties visited by the inhabitants of one corner of this pixel on the barely distinguishable inhabitants of some other corner. How frequent their misunderstandings. How eager they are to kill one another. How fervent their hatreds. Our planet is a lonely speck in the great enveloping cosmic dark. In all our obscurity, in all this vastness, there is no hint that help will come from elsewhere to save us from ourselves.
I want to thank you for watching. Please try to do something to help defuse this uh, situation, whatever you can do, whether it is trying to get somebody else to stop and think about their opinion. Is their opinion going to help lead to World War III and the end of modern civilization? Or is their opinion going to be something that they develop on their own and are they going to be searching for a solution and putting it out there? Email the pale blue dot to every politician that you can, anybody that has any influence at all on both sides. I want to thank you for watching. I'm Mike Maloney. We'll see you next time.